Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders. I'm Sweeney Murdy, and wrapping up the baseball season with the Braves, beating the Astros in the World Series this past week, and moving on into, well, let's see what the offseason brings for the Yankees, for the Mets, and obviously everybody else around Major League Baseball. Last time we spoke to Rich Hill, who finished his season with the Mets and is a 17-year big league veteran and bringing back Rich to wrap things up for us here once again. Rich, the uh, Braves, I think, surprised most of us in dispatching the Astros the way they did. Uh, It was kind of a fun story. And at the end, they they kind of brought it back to as, as much as the story of pitching throughout the playoffs was one certain element max freed in the clincher kind of brought it back the other way by giving you know when you go six strong in these turnover bullpen it's almost like you flipped the script a little bit what did you think of how that ended this year yeah i thought it was great thanks for having me back sweeney um you know it was it was incredible i think from from game one with solaire opening up that game with that that blast just to start off the you know the world series way the way i i didn't i you know i didn't predict that it would go uh, the way that it did. I think the biggest game, uh, honestly, was game four for for the Braves because they had a bullpen game. Right. And then they come back for game five and they have another bullpen game. Now, winning that that uh, game four was huge because we did see the the fatigue kind of set in um, with the bullpen in, in, in game five. And and, you know, uh, having that that opening the game five with a grand slam, I think, from Riley. Right. And then. um being able to see the Astros and their just their resiliency to continue to keep coming back and win that game. Now, and it turns over after game five and they end up going to Houston where it seems like it's advantage. Uh, it's going to be advantage with the Astros, but yeah. you have Max Fried on the mound. So that, that led to, you know, such a big turning point in, 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 in the whole series, but you have Freed on the mound in game in game six. And then, what happens is that first inning was a little bit rocky and we didn't know which way it was going to go. And he gets out of it. He ends up, 
you know, pitching six strong. Uh, and, and again, I think we go back to the, the Braves lineup and you have Darno, Rosario, Riley, Friedman, Swanson, Solaire. Uh, Jock didn't factor in as much, I think, in this World Series as he did in the championship series, but he pushed them to get them there and was a huge part of it. Uh, and, you know, that lineup just continued to keep coming at the Astros. They just didn't, they didn't give up. They didn't quit. The Astros showed it in game five. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunate. And I think to, to give the credit also, which uh, Matzik and uh, Will Smith and the entire Braves bullpen, I think Matzik could have been made a great argument for being the MVP of, yeah. of the World Series. Um, seven and a third, one run, 11 strikeouts. Really impressive. And I think I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he may have pitched in every game. Um, and, you know, I, I think seeing what the bullpen was able to do for the Braves, um, obviously they got just enough starting pitching, unfortunately losing uh, Charlie in the first game. That was a huge blow. So that that's what made that game four so important for the Braves to win. And then, you know, I, I was just actually looking at the catch that Rosario made at yeah. the end of the game. And, you know, if Altuve clips that a little bit more and turns it into a three to three game, I honestly think, if it, you know, that game four goes to Houston, Houston wins the world series because they, they had a little bit more starting pitching mm -hmm. uh, than, than the Braves did. Um, but, you know, that's, that's speculation, right? So I, I think that it was, it was, it was a great world series. It was a lot of fun to watch, um, you know, really good pitching throughout Anderson in game three, who pitched extremely well, uh, you know, and, and the entire, the whole, you know, the whole, uh, the whole Braves pitching staff, they, I mean, they gave up, he gave up no hits through five. I think they only gave up one or two hits in that entire game. That's, you right. know, that's a huge, def, you know, deflating blow for, for the Astros, Dusty Baker going into game, game four, and then to have the bullpen do what they did. You know, it showed it, the one thing that was was was, you know, nice to see, I'm sure, for Astros fans as well uh, to see that, you know, that resiliency in, in game five. But unfortunately, fell up short. You know, the, the Braves are just an interesting case study because, you know, the, there aren't many World Series teams that do what they did have the type of season they did end up with the 12th best record in the entire sport and end up blasting through the playoffs the way that they did. And obviously there's a lot of reasons for it, but one that kind of keeps coming up and people talked about throughout their run. And as they finished this up was the chemistry and the idea of togetherness in that clubhouse, which listen, there is not a single team that ever looks the same at from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, but this was kind of dramatic and kind of drastic because of all the moves they had to make with the injuries to Acuna and everybody else. So I, you played on a number of different teams and I, I think you're, um, you're going to be able to speak to this really well, but how, how hard is it to build what they built? Because you've got people coming from all over the place and trying to throw it together quickly. We hear a lot of times about good chemistry and bad chemistry. And sometimes does chemistry create winning or does winning create chemistry? Where do you fall on that? And what did you see watching the Braves bring it all together the way that they did? Yeah. And Sweeney, unfortunately, I got to got to watch them at different parts of the season. And when we were with Tampa, they had just actually uh, had the injuries that they, you know, absorbed and, and were kind of on a little bit of a downturn right before the all-star break. And, uh, you know, I, I believe now 
you, you got to have good guys in place in the locker room. But yes, I believe winning creates chemistry because you're going to have a lot of guys that are, you know, performing, things are going well. There's good, you know, vibes or feelings throughout the entire clubhouse. Um, and, and it's something that, again, it's to use a basketball term. It's like the six man, you know, you need to have good chemistry in the clubhouse, in the, in the dugout during the game, guys pulling for each other. Now, if you bring in the right guys that are going to be pulling for each other just as much as they pull for themselves in, in, in the situation of a big at bat, any at bat, but a big at bat, a big inning or, or whatever, you know, starting pitchers, you're passing kind of the baton to the next outing to push that, you know, the next starting pitcher to go out there and do better than you did. Uh, and you want that, you genuinely want that as a player. And that's going to produce, uh, you know, the best, first of all, out of each and every individual. But when you're getting the best, you're getting the best effort and you're going to end up ultimately uh, leading to more wins. And the more wins, uh, it's just kind of a snowball effect, just as the other way it can go is snowball effect downhill. You're pushing, you know, you're going uphill together. You're all pulling on the same on the same rope. And that's and that's something that's so uh, vitally important. I think you got to give a lot of credit to Alex Anthropolis for making those moves at the deadline and bringing in the right guys. Um, I played with uh, Rosario. Uh, you know, I played with Jock um, and uh, the other two guys, Solaire, and and uh, I didn't, you know, play with the other two guys that they that they got at the break. But um, knowing Jock and knowing uh, Eddie and, you know, the, the difference that they can bring into a locker room, especially after a, after a, you know, a deflation of, of losing uh, valuable players that, that are, you know, are cornerstones in, in your organization, you have to bring in the right guys. So you're getting these new players in, into the locker room. Uh, nobody, you know, some guys might know them, some guys might not, but to, to see the impact that they make right away is really in their ability to, uh, you know, create conversation and talk about the game and, and they, their love for the game will come out uh, as soon as they, you know, step on that field. And, and obviously when you get traded over to another team, having, you know, an immediate impact is going to improve that chemistry right away. And all four of those guys did, they came in, they hit, they provided great defense and, and it, it ultimately showed in the second half for the Atlanta Braves. And that was the difference maker because a lot of people did have the Braves pegged for, you know, postseason success. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, the injuries happen downturn and wins. Uh, it's kind of a deflation of the team. You get the, you know, you get the injection of, of, uh, you know, guys that are coming in with great energy and, and, you know, that, that's, that's what we saw. I said the Braves are unique because um, just the road you have to take with, you know, it's not often you get a team that finishes with 88 wins. Right. Um, yeah. And this year, especially there were a lot of teams that finished with better regular season records and had at least enough of whether it was momentum or just overall roster construction. You thought these guys are going far. Obviously the Dodgers and the giants did what they did out West. You had the brewers, you had the rays, you have the red Sox. You have, you have teams that um, have, have won before that weren't able to do. They weren't able to do what the Braves were able to do is win those 11 games that you have yep. to in October. Um, what we found out though, and you've been part of this because you were on some of these Dodger teams 100 wins guarantees you nothing. Huh. The postseason is entirely different. 
Um, I've likened it to March Madness in the NCAA tournament because, you know, Duke and North Carolina and Kentucky get into the tournament every year, but they don't win every year. Right. Uh, and they're right. always a one seed. They're always winning 28 games or whatever it is, but they're not standing at the end because the tournament is set up a certain way and it rewards a team that gets hot. Baseball is kind of the same way right now. Um, is that a good thing in your mind? Yeah, I, you know, I, I enjoy, uh, obviously that, that, you know, seeing a team come in and I think, I think it was the 2006 St. Louis Cardinals. I believe they won maybe 82, 83 games. 83, they ended yeah. up winning the series. Um, and you know, it, it really just shows that kind of, you know, consistency of having a, you know, a veteran presence or somebody with that basically the ice water in your veins, if you want to call it, uh, to be able to go out there and produce and perform in the postseason. And that's what's so valuable. Uh, and, you know, and again, to your point, you have to win 11 games. That's it from the beginning of the postseason. It's like, how can we get to 11 games and, and be standing at the end with the trophy? Um, and I think that's something that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it makes every game that much more, uh, you know, exciting and, and that much more valuable. Uh, I think when when you have to produce immediately as soon as the as soon as that wild card starts and, you know, from from my perspective, it's it's having the guys with the experience and being able to create and construct a roster that is going to be able to produce in the postseason. You know, whether you win 81, 82 games, whatever it is that gets you into the postseason, it's that it's that it's that structure that you're going to put together that is built for winning the world series. And that's something that, you know, um, I, I see in a lot of teams and they're starting to, to be able to pick up the right guys at, at the all-star break. And, um, you know, and again, it, it just goes to show you that experience counts in the postseason. That, I, I'm always going to push for that. And I mean, it's nothing against guys that, uh, you know, can rise to the occasion or, you know, but usually the, the, the veteran players are going to let the occasion rise to them. You know, because they they know what it's about. They understand what the effort level has to be. Uh, they understand that, you know, the intensity of every pitch, as we talked about last time, is equivalent to about two and a half pitches. So they know how to cons conserve their energy. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, the analytics can't put a number on. And I think that's something that is extremely valuable. And I think that's something that, you know, we, we saw this postseason. Um, you know, the, the opener, uh, quote unquote, doesn't necessarily, you know, work to the team's advantage as it does during the regular season, in my opinion. Um, and, and we saw that. And I think that, you know, the team that, that, and especially again, like I mentioned, uh, Alex Anthropolis earlier, he, in, in my opinion, he's more of a, you know, more leaning towards the baseball side, I guess, if you want to call it, as opposed to the analytics side there. And, and, and in, in Atlanta, they've, they've seemed to come, you know, with a, with a nice balance of both. And that's where the league has to, to get to, they have to get to a balance of, you know, we respect the analytics. We understand it's part of the game and it's extremely valuable. However, there's also the baseball side that, you know, you can't teach, um, you know, the things that are just instinctive to the player that need to be represented in the postseason, and 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 it shows everything striving for that jorge soler i thought was a really um interesting example of this because if you look you know, here's a guy who uh was part of a championship team when he you know when he came up and yeah. 
he's he's got a veteran presence now. He had a terrible season when he was traded yeah. over. He was not having you, – you didn't acquire a guy who was doing what he was doing in the postseason. You acquired a guy who had a, a bad season, was struggling. Yet all, all his experiences and getting to this situation, he was able to thrive in that situation. There's a little bit of luck involved in that, but it's also yeah. reading the character, I guess, of the player is what you're talking about as well. Yeah, and just the again, it goes. You know what, what I what I saw uh, with the the determination, I guess, if you want to call it, and and also the the understanding of what the effort level needs to be in you know in the situation that is going to be presented. So uh, when you look at uh, you know you look at Solaire, you look at Darno, another great example of a guy who's who's he has the experience and he's been around uh, you know a few organizations now and. I think coupling that with a guy like Freddie Freeman, uh, who has been around for quite a while and, and has great success, has had great success uh, throughout his his career, was able to kind of, uh, you know, you, you bring guys in from other organizations, Jock Peterson, uh, Solaire, you got Darno, but they're able to bring that experience from other organizations to, you know, a Swanson, um, um, uh, to Acuna, uh, not Acuna, um, Albies, Albies and, Riley, and, yeah, mm-hmm. Riley, yeah, thank you, and and show them that hey, look, it's this is what it's like in other areas, but this is what we're going to bring to the Atlanta Braves, and you know the experience that we're bringing from other organizations to just continue to strengthen, uh, you know, what they already had there in Atlanta, and I think that was something that uh, had, had obviously had been proven to to be extremely fruitful for. Anthropolis and those decisions and bringing those guys over throughout the entire season. Um, so I think it's, it's, uh, you know, definitely having that, again, that, that veteran experience and, and bringing that into the clubhouse is something that, you know, you can't, you can't put a, you can't put a, a number on it. And, and, but it's also going out and getting the right guys too. You know, I mean, you, you have a Rosario who was, uh, you know, Eddie was, I think, designated or, or, you know, non-tendered by uh, Minnesota and, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder. So, you know, you're, you're, you're going out and getting him at the break. You're going out and getting uh, Peterson who, I mean, has the postseason experience uh, and, and is able to perform under the pressure of the brightest lights. And that gives other guys, you know, the guys that have been, part of that Braves organization for quite a while, uh, the ability to take a deep breath and relax and say, okay, you know, I know that if, if, you know, maybe it doesn't work out for me, I got, you know, a guy who's got a ton of experience behind me or the guy in front of me who gets a hit. It takes a little bit of the pressure, I believe, off of the guys that haven't really gone through it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So one of the things you say, you can't put a number on it, but now's the fun part of the baseball season. The one without a schedule, without everything happens behind closed doors. You try to put a number on it. Uh, Free agency is going to is going to be interesting again this year. Uh, with some big targets out there, especially at the shortstop position. Um, Mm -hmm. And in the New York market, a lot of interest. Brian Cashman has already stated that you need to upgrade a shortstop. They've moved Glaber Torres off there. So they're in play in this massive free agent shortstop market that is now available. And you've played with a couple of these guys. Uh, One of them in particular is viewed as a pretty significant target for the Yankees because of everything that he brings. Corey Seager has the postseason experience with the Dodgers. He bats left-handed to balance out the lineup. Um, he's still young enough. So there is um, there's a lot of attention to him. You got to spend a little bit of time as his teammate. Um, as Yankee fans are listening to this and wondering, you know, they see the numbers and they think he's a good fit. What can you tell people about the Corey Seager that you know? Yeah, he's a, you know, the consummate professional. He comes in every single day. He's prepared to, uh, you know, he's prepared for his role and what his job is uh, every single day that he comes into the ballpark. Um, I haven't been around a guy who, you know, works at his craft. And when I say that, I mean hitting as much as, as much as he does. I think he would be a great fit for the Yankees, to be quite honest with you. Uh, you know, he has a, a workmanlike attitude. Uh, he takes pride in his uh, ability to perform on the field um, and being around him for those years in, in L.A. I saw, you know, I saw ups, I saw downs, I saw the injuries and throughout all of it, he was consistent. He was the same guy every single day. Um, and I think, you know, obviously with that with that, uh, you know, nice uh, landing zone in right field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that be, you know, I th- and but. You know, also uh, a guy like Corey, he has the ability to go pull the pole so he can hit. I mean, his ability to hit is 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 throughout the entire, you know, the entire outfield. He's he's not really just a, you know, a, a one trick pony. He's, he, he, you know, his ability to spread spray the ball throughout the entire uh, field is extremely impressive. Uh, his ability to work at bats, um, see the ball out of the hand on, you know, and again, there's there's a lot of you know, very good left-handed pitchers in the ALE. So I think he's going to be able to uh, thrive, you know, in that environment as well, just because of his ability to be able to put the bat on the ball. Um, he gives himself a chance every single time he's up there to, to make something happen too, um, by that ability to be able to put the bat on the ball. You know, the more times you put the, put the ball in play, you're going to have an opportunity of something good happening. Um, and the other side of it too, I think with, you know, his ability at shortstop um, after he had had his, uh, you know, his UCL construction, reconstruction. Uh, we've seen an uptick in that in, in, the, in the defense as well. So, um, you know, I always enjoyed 
you know, having him behind me and, and, um, you know, love playing with him just because of the intensity that he plays with and, and the will to win. He wants to win. Um, and, you know, I think he'd be, he'd be a great fit in, in New York either, you know, uh, you know, I know that, you know, with the Mets obviously, uh, but if there were ever talk of moving him, you know, to a third base or first base position, uh, you know, he'd be a, be a good fit there as well. Another name on the market is Carlos Correa, uh, and he's got some baggage attached to him, Rich. And, you know, you and I talked about this a little bit last time. You were personally affected. You were on the Dodgers in 2017 when the Astros won that World Series championship. Um, As everybody tries to move past that, there's another level to this now, trying to accept these guys as teammates. Um, I don't know if he's going to be in play for the Yankees. He's obviously a very good player and they need a shortstop as we've detailed, but the Yankees have been pretty vocal about how they felt, you know, cheated by what the Astros did in 2017, beating them in the ALCS. There aren't a lot of players still left from that team, but Aaron judge is still here. And he's one of the guys who's been pretty vocal about this and um, you know, feeling, feeling hurt, feeling cheated. How could a team and individual players move past that? Is it possible when you felt that level of anger and and frustration with everything that happened, could a Carlos Correa walk into the Yankees clubhouse and share it with Aaron Judge? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, so, Sweeney, I, I played with Marwan Gonzalez last year in, in Minnesota, and uh, you know we had a we had a long talk about the 2017 season, and um, you know again we're two baseball players who are human beings who are you know have mutual respect for each other because of the obviously the level of play that we've been able to reach in our career, um, and I think that's something that. Um, you know, uh, Carlos would, would find in the Yankee locker room would find in, uh, the Kansas city locker room would find in the Milwaukee locker room, wherever he would end up landing this off season. Uh, you know, he, he'll find that level of respect and, and understanding, uh, I believe that, you know, uh, obviously unfortunate what happened in 2017, uh, you know, people make mistakes and it's, it's, uh, you know, where, where, where do we want this to go? Do we want, you know, the, the, the punishment has already been handed down. Um, you know, the, the, the issues obviously will continue to linger on in, in baseball history for, for forever. Uh, but at the same time, I think that if whatever locker room Carlos walks into, um, you know, he is now part of that organization and part of that team, and he's there to help the team win. Um, obviously, I, you know, can't speak for him, but I, I would imagine that going in there and having some genuine conversations with some of the players individually uh, will, you know, kind of help everybody, um, you know, move forward uh, if, if there are any issues that are still lingering. And, I, and, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, your performance on the field is going to um, you know, win you over the fans as well. Uh, and, and, and again, the same theme that we had last time and, and throughout this conversation, I believe is, is effort. Uh, he goes out there and, you know, signs with the New York Yankees, uh, goes out there and, you know, hit, you know, he's hitting the ball hard. He, maybe he's not getting hits right away. He's running a hard 90. He's playing great defense. Uh, the hitting starts to come around, but the effort has always been there. That's always been the constant. 
And I think that's something that, you know, again, fans respect and they want the best for, for that player. If, if the effort is, is being shown. And I think that's something that again, can, you know, will it ever completely put away, um, you know, what happened in 2017? No, but I think that winning cures it and also the ability to go out there and perform uh, will, will help immensely. So, you know, my point of view on it is uh, moving forward instead of carrying that baggage forever uh, and saying, you know, this is what happened. We, you know, we're, we're going to get our last, you know, tooth and nail from you. And I, I, I don't, in my opinion, as a human being, that's not the way to go about it. Um, I believe that you embrace the player. Uh, unfortunate things happen, but even as a critic or somebody who is extremely pessimistic about that individual to carry that, you know, that backpack around with thousand pound weight is, is not fun. So yeah. you got to move forward. And, and uh, I, I think that, you know, looking forward to the 2022 season, there's a lot of exciting things that are happening and, and coming off of the heels now of, of the Braves winning the world series, which is an incredible city for sports. New York should be extremely excited coming into the 2022 season because you have the Mets, they're going to make some big moves. And obviously, you know, the Yankees are going to do some stuff this off season too. Um, I, I hope people have, you know, gotten a chance to listen to a lot of what you said last time before the series and in this episode here too, um, and appreciate your, you know, what 17 years, the big leagues has brought and the perspective that it brings and I don't wish this on you sooner than later, but I do think this is going to be part of your after baseball life. My question is, when does that start? Do you want to pitch in 2022? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm extremely excited. Uh, obviously, you know, the contender is the only, you know, real focus that I have. And, and you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to play for, uh, 13 or 14 organizations I'd have to go back and count <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know with with being part of the Yankees being part of the Mets um, you know in 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 uh, you know at least last seven or eight years and and the Mets more recently last year I, I love New York City and I and I don't just say that because we're on this and I know New York fans are listening and stuff like that but I you know coming from Boston I love Boston I love the intensity that the environment brings I love the intensity that New York brings. Again, you want as a player, you know, you, you, when you come up, at least from my experience, it's like, oh, well, I want to, you know, not a lot of guys want that, uh, you know, big market feel and that intensity and that environment of 50,000 people, you know, screaming and yelling either for you or against you. And you have to, as you go on in your career, that's all you want. That's the only thing you want because, uh, you know, to have that, uh, that support and or the the opposite of it when you go into a, the opposing ballpark, uh, that, that brings the best out of you. And that's something that, um, you know, I'm hoping for this offseason to get to a place where, um, you know, my family and I can can go and, and have an opportunity to, to, you know, get into the postseason and and fight for a World Series. Rich, I wish you lots of luck in that. We'll follow along as well. And hopefully the labor stuff doesn't get in the way. Um, it probably will at some point, 
but we'll address that down the road. And I do hope to have you on here again at some point um, over the course of the off season. And, uh, and we'll chat more about uh, whatever else is going on, but I look forward to seeing you and everybody else on a field in 2022 and get all this other stuff behind us. Thank you for sharing your insights here. Really appreciate it. Again, I think you've got a future here doing this stuff. Um, and I hope uh, you kind of enjoyed getting your viewpoints out there because I think it's, I think it's all valuable coming from your experience. Yeah, I loved it. Thank you, Sweeney. And thank you for having me on. I, I uh, you know, I love doing this stuff. I enjoy talking baseball. I think that's, and to give the inside, uh, you know, kind of uh, perspective of, uh, you know, what, what, fans may or may not see you know on a daily basis and and uh to me i enjoy it i love it and thanks for having me on my thanks to rich hill remember to subscribe to wfan's baseball insiders at odyssey at apple wherever you get your podcasts uh subscribe review and all that jazz uh you'll get ed coleman's mets reports my yankees reports delivered right to you and we'll check in uh, again shortly breaking down everything yankees mets related and around major league baseball as well for rich hill i'm sweeney murdy thanks for listening you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t